Let's go, y'all. Oh, I have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hi. Um, we are doing a special edition of the podcast because the other day on my personal Instagram, I did the ask me anything thing. What is it called? That's the Q and A. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, the other day, the other day on Instagram, I did a Q and A, and um, there were like over a hundred questions, I think, and I didn't get to answer all of them. Um, so I thought I would make a special episode on the Arch Podcast just to answer some of these questions that I thought were pretty interesting and help in these insights might help other people yeah so we have Jason behind the camera today hi Jason. hi um she'll be asking the questions actually she compiled them for me because I'm too lazy <laughs> this Steph, water was not sponsored Steph if you want a creator what would you be a valet driver I'm very good at driving and parking cars I really am. Vote for me. Who are your mentors in life? My mentors in life? What does that mean? Like someone I look up to? Yes. I think. I look up to Yoon. Yoon from Ambush. I look up to her a lot because throughout the years that I've known her and that's like a really long time. I think we've known each other maybe eight years or so. Um, I've known her all this time and every time I see her even though she's the one with all the clout, she greets me so warmly and makes sure she makes time for me when I go to Tokyo and out of her busy schedule. And she always asks about Ara. She asks about, at that time, Ara's missing dad. She always catches up on how I am. And I've seen, I've gone with her on a work trip and I've seen how she works. She works relentlessly. She knows everything that goes on in a company. Everything that she built for herself today, she did it with her own hands. It was not by, you know, I mean, there is luck and all this as well, but there was a lot, a lot of hard work involved. And she's always pushing forward, like pushing frontiers, pushing boundaries in terms of every aspect of fashion. She has, she's knowledgeable, not just in fashion, but in other aspects as well, as well. And she brings it into her designs. And I think that is really admirable. And she's one of my superheroes that are this is a real person. Okay. Who else are my mentors? Ara? Not so much a mentor, but like, she makes me want to push forward. She makes me want to do better. She makes me a better person by her innocence and her naivety. Even by her wrongdoings or her bad attitude and her tantrums, I learn through that because I see myself through her as well. Okay, next. So how do you decide which creative projects to take on for cream pie? Um, that's a good question, actually, because... We do get inquiries here and there, and we filter them out based on quite a few things. First of all, if it's in sync with our brand ethos and how I would like to work, it has to be honest work. I would never wrap a brand that is slandering another company or you know against human ethics. And then obviously how challenging it is. Um, I've done a few gyms and I'm very familiar with F&B type concepts and how things can be space planning for that sen- in that sense. Um, so mostly my projects have just been F&B and gyms. So if those things come along and um, it suits the profile, I'll take it on. But also like recently we've been um, approached by different industry people and it's quite challenging to me 
because I'm very used to fashion, food, arts and culture, right? But this is totally in a different industry. And I feel like sometimes in order to move forward, you need to challenge yourself with different things. Um, and that's how I pick and choose the different projects. Yeah, I don't want to stagnate, basically. I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over until it becomes a replica of what I've done before. Maybe when I'm 70 and I'm really tired of coming up with ideas and by then if I'm really popular, you know, I have like 50 employees, perhaps then I'll be lazy. But then if by then my customers just want to buy into my brand, not so much into my ideas, I suppose. Next. Favourite architect in Singapore? Um, to be honest with you, I've never really gone and studied a lot of architects in Singapore, so I can't say like, I've done my research, but I really like the Ghibli Architect Studio because of how different their work is. And I am actually currently working with them on the building of my new house. And I really enjoy sitting down and talking to Mr. Yibian Hong. He's very um, knowledgeable, very humble, and uh, he's very nice to talk to. And him and his wife have this firm called Yibli, basically it's their last names. And um, yeah, I'll go Google them. I quite like the work that they do. So how do you venture into ID or F&B? Um, this is also interesting. Like I left school at a very young age and then I started working in my family's phoning company. And then back and forth, back and forth for after nine years, I stopped and I wasn't doing very much at that time. And I guess I started slowly going to the F&B thing because I had a daughter and then I wanted it healthier and I got to know about salads which is when I started the salad bar but then after her dad disappeared so then I didn't have the focus and drive to run my company so that I closed and then I opened a juicery actually I bought over from um, these two founders and then I realized that cold pressed juices are very hard to do and then we evolved and evolved to sell coffee and sandwiches and then it became sugar fin we even dabbled into alcohol for a bit and then um, because all along throughout my life, when I was 15 onwards, I'm very into interior design. I actually just go out and learn about the furniture that I like, the types of design that I like, and just read and study and just keep visual. There's so many visual references online to just teach yourself. Um, and over time, because I keep moving things around in my own house, I play with furniture, space and light. And then you get a keen sense of interest about what you like. And then you train your own eye. So that's how I got into FMB and how I slowly went into interior design. I was very lucky to have the experiences that I've had in FMB, the people that I've met, which is what makes me love FMB so much. I love talking to people. I love building that relationship with my customers. Um, and I like serving food. If it warms your belly and makes you happy, then it makes me happy. And then as for interior design, I've been very lucky to have had friends start businesses and obviously small businesses when you have to start up you have very little capital to start up with and so then they came to me because they believed in my eye um val from 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 clue cycle um i worked with her to do clue box and then also jasmine chow from yoga lab i worked with her to do the bar lab studios actually we did the branding the 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 interior design all of it it was a very big eye opener for me because prior to that i had only done uh, F&B spaces so it was slowly through word of mouth and this and that and like really lots of friends pushing my work out there for me thank you friends that I've begun to get more and more inquiries yep so will you be available for brands or small businesses 
advice. P.S. You're so cool. She's literally reading off this, not her English, sorry. And I know that when people type questions, they don't speak real English sentences, so that's fine. Um, I guess I have to rephrase that, right? What advice do I have to give to small businesses and the like? Something like that. Well, I guess the industry matters, right? Different industries, different startups have different issues. For example, if you're going to start a foot massage parlor, manpower will be a biggest issue. And work permits, as passes and things like that because, you know, there are very few Singaporeans who do that job. Same with hair salons or even F&B. Lots of chefs are from Malaysia and currently in the COVID climate, I guess that would be a biggest issue. So I would say sort out your corpsec, your corporate secretary, get your foundation work done, you know, your ACRA, your banks, your investment, your capital investment and have a three-year plan of how that money is going to be spent. And if you have enough working capital, those things are important. Like no matter how strong your concept is, how good your product is, if you don't have a good plan, you're just bound to be like hit with different sort of road bumps unless you have never planned to start something. For example, like through the COVID time, you started doing mass chains, right, for yourself. And then you started selling to your friends because they wanted it. And then slowly you build up this brand on Instagram and then boom, you're there. So then you don't have to go through that route of like planning and worrying about overheads and things like that. But then it's about longevity, right? If you want to make from five chains that you can make yourself to hiring people so you can make 50 chains a week, then you also need to worry about the same things, starting an Accra, starting a bank account, a corporate bank account. And having enough CPF, like having enough people on board, local people on board if you need to hire um, work, people with work permits and so on. So I think like those foundation things are really, really important. Outside of that, definitely your concept, believe in your product and marketing it in the most organic way that is true to your own identity and your brand. Yeah? Yeah. So next question, favourite memories so far for this year? Mm, there's so many good memories this year. I know COVID is bad and I, I'm also really tired of the the cha chaing back and forth between the different phases, being able to meet people, being not being able to meet people. And I have so many friends in the FMB industry and the, the fitness industry and everyone's really tired and, and you know, sick of all this. I think into that front, I would say, everybody, please be more responsible to the community at large. Meaning if you're sick, don't go out. If you're going to go out, try not to mingle so that all, when all this dies down and everyone's vaccinated, we can all come back out and our businesses can thrive especially SMEs. Um, sorry, what was the question? I deviated. Favourite memory so far. Right. So my favourite memory this year would be meeting my boyfriend on the 2nd of January. We met through an app and it's very rare because like, I've played around on apps before but I've never really found someone that I actually wanted to talk to. Shit, I hope no one from the apps that I actually talked to like hear this. But like, yeah, it was always just for fun. And then one of my friends, he who shall not be named, M, was like on apps playing a lot. And then it became like this thing where we were just trolling. Okay, I'm an asshole, I know. We were just trolling on the apps and we were just trolling each other. And then I just, on the second day of using the app, I saw my current boyfriend. And he was the only person that I thought was pretty attractive. And I just started talking to him and then we just hit it off from there. And we met up literally... I think four days into the year, the first few days of the year. And yeah, that's the best memory so far. You would think it's RR, right? But it's not. Ha ha. Uh, 
So what advice will you give to insecure youths that come from average backgrounds? I would say this is tough to answer just in general. Because when you say that, it's a lot of people, right? And maybe someone's insecure about their weight, someone's insecure about their face, someone's insecure about money, Somebody, someone has very bad abusive upbringing, right? So in a nutshell, what I would say is if you are facing abuse in any physical sense or emotional sense from people around you that you grew up with or whoever you are forced to live with, speak up, sound out. Because if you're watching this or if you know anyone who is facing something, there are help lines out there and you should definitely reach out and and ask for help. That's first. And then um, I would say if... When you say like advice for youths with mediocre family background, go out and work. Because when you go out and work or find part-time work while you're studying, you meet people and you learn things through your job. You get experiences and you get money out of it. So I think that's a win-win situation. And there are lots of part-time jobs out there right now, right? So I would say go out there, put yourself out there do things meet people the right people don't go and like do sketchy stuff i'm not recommending that at all don't go the route that i went down it's not very good next so an advice for university students who are no longer happy with what they are doing i don't know why people keep asking me about school right because i dropped out of school and um it's cute that you guys think that i know the answer i don't but uh, let me give you the advice anyways University kids who are thinking of dropping out of their course. Yeah. So I think this is important, right? You need to love what you do because when you study, maybe what is like 20 years of your life, 30 years of your life. But when you work, it's probably like if you live long enough, 40 years of your life, 50 years of your life and so on, right? So the job that you pick may not always be the one that will last for the rest of your life. Not many of us are lucky enough to work with our passions like me, right? I'm really lucky because I work with what I love doing. And... If you're in school, going through something that you hate, but your parents are forcing you to finish it, and you have this duty to finish it. I've known people who have finished their degree and then did nothing to do with their degree just to make their parents happy. That is one way. Finish school first if it's necessary of you. But if not, if you have the option to quit, then quit and go out and work instead because it's only two options, right? If you are faced with a job that you already like, then continue it. But if you really hate what you do, what's the point of forcing yourself to go through it? Yeah, it's like being married to the wrong person. But in the first place, don't choose to marry the wrong person, I guess. Do I make sense? Sometimes I don't make sense, guys. Don't take me too seriously as well. Next! Do you miss any friendship that didn't work out? Do I miss any friendships that didn't work out? Um, I think I'm 37 this year. And I've... I wouldn't say like the friendships don't work out. I would say that people grow up and as you grow up and grow older, you may not walk the same paths, may not have the same um, principles or identities or, or just things that you're interested in doing. And because of that, if you fall out with your friends, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, it's just a difference of opinion. I wouldn't say that I miss any friendships because I cherished every friendship I had in that time, I feel like I give my best when I can. There are definitely people that I fucked over and it's my fault. And if ever they watch this, they wouldn't, I guess. But if they do, I want to 
truly deeply apologize about the fucked up things I've done in my life. I would like to think that I'm not that person anymore. And I don't think you can rip off a band-aid and expect people to be okay with the wound because you don't know how you've hurt other people. So I will not be so bold as to say like, oh, let's reconcile. But there are definitely friendships that have moved on and passed its expiration date. And I'm sure all of us are adult enough to know that if we see each other on the street, we'll say hi. But if not, then I wish all of them well. What are your parenting philosophies and one parenting tip? My parenting philosophy? Um, this, there's a lot, right? Because like, on a different day, is a different thing. Like, if I'm teaching about school, I'm really, really strict. If I'm going through, like, playtime, of course, it's really fun. But I think one thing I keep true to is for her to not... No bigotry is allowed. So you're not allowed to look down on other people, make fun of people for their looks or anything like that. That's really important to me. And to have empathy. I feel like empathy is something that cannot be taught. But if you keep nurturing it, it's better than not having it at all and expecting someone to have it innately. You may not be so lucky, right? So always nurture empathy and to never allow bigotry when I see it. Yeah, I think that's really important. What will you do if Ara gets bullied in school? Beat the shit out of my... No, I'm just kidding. Um, to be honest, if she gets bullied, that's on her. Because I would think that I nurture her at home enough to stand up for herself. And if she doesn't, and she feels weak and hurt, and that's her innate personality, like she's insecure and she's small and she gets hurt, she has to walk her own path. And if she doesn't come to me to talk to me about it, and but you can see a change in the child then it's about a lot of communication, right? To talk to my daughter to understand what's going on. But I can only help from the back end to support her in the back end to make her feel confident enough to stand up for herself. She should take the course of action because I cannot walk her path in life. Right? I mean, I think. So how do you spend quality time with Ara? Sorry, the water is still not sponsored. Um, how do I spend quality time? Well, there are lots of ways. We draw. We sing very silly songs and make up words. We lie in bed all day watching telly. Um, as long as I'm alone with her and we have one-on-one, I feel like that's quality time. It doesn't need to be a big, bold action. It doesn't need to be buying presents. It's about being together with each other. Ara's really needy to me as I am to her. I don't know if that's a bad thing. But where if I don't see her for half a day, I miss her already. So, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? The way you say it is so funny. Um, everything inspires me, I swear. Like, everything in my life inspires me because um, colour, light, music, flowers, nature, a circle and inanimate object, anything can inspire you. It's just how you see it, right? And I don't know. Like, I get ideas and they just come to me by looking at a flower, for example, and taking that shape and making it abstract and using it for some graphic that I need to do for my work. So I think just to be aware of your surroundings and know that 
anything around you can potentially become an, a good idea and not to just forego any idea you have because thinking that it's stupid or something. You can write it down in a journal and maybe look, when you, one day you need ideas and you have a mental block, look back on those little things that inspire you. I think that would help. Not that I journal, but I think it could help. Okay. Last question. Can we expect more of Arch Army merchandise or do you plan to bring back Hoodsville as fuck merchandise? Please cut it out. It's polite as fuck. Oh, alright. Uh, you didn't even know. That's how long my followers have been following me. So Who that's from polite as fuck. It's from Hoodsville and that's been like, wow. You've been following me for a very long time, I suppose. Like 10 years ago or something. Like 2012 or something. Wow. I have long ass followers. Aren't you guys sick of me? I'm sick of myself. Um, anyways, thank you for following for so long, I suppose. <laughs> it's so stupid saying that. Um, we will have merchandise coming out in the pipeline, but at the same time, my focus now is to build Cream Pie as a creative. And the podcast is something that we do on the side. So I don't have time to put split my physical self to come up with merchandise ideas. But it will definitely come up in the pipeline. But we also need more people buying the stuff. Also, I don't really want to support like fast fashion. So we only want to come up with products that people can use for a long time. Yeah, that's about it. Are we done? Yes, we're done. Yay, we're done. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast and this the end. And the next season will be live on the 1st of September. Yeah, we have some great people lined up for you. Thank you. Goodbye.